Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back. It's time to really dig into a topic that I think affects a lot of you. Um, so right now here in California, we're, we're here in California, like it's different anywhere else. We are entering the holiday season, my friends, <laughs> here in California as well as other states, which is fascinating, right? Okay, so as we enter the holiday season um, and temptation surrounds each of us, I thought it would be a perfect time to talk about why it's harder for some of you out there to honor your plan than it is for others. So as you recall, last episode, we talked about how to stay on plan during special occasions, birthdays, weekend events, like whatever the thing. What this is going to require of you is number one, time to intentionally decide what you want to do in this special occasion. And then number two is to be willing to allow the emotional experience of remaining on your plan as you follow through with your plan. So what this is gonna require of you is to allow yourself to feel the emotional experience of desire, isolation, deprivation, guilt, sadness, anger, or any of the other uncomfortable emotions that may arise from your brain as you consciously decide not to indulge in foods outside your plan. So for those of you that have not listened to the last episode, you are probably thinking, holy crap, Carly, that sounds horrible, (laughs) right? Like why would you want to feel all those feelings when you could just have a slice of pie instead and move on with your life? Well, friends, I think that this is the challenge that we're being faced with every single day. If we decide, if you decide that you're a person who wants to weigh a particular number or you're a person who wants to be in a particular state of health, we each are going to be required to feel our feelings more and to incorporate that adult brain of ours where we are more consciously planning the foods that we're going to be eating or the thoughts that we're going to be thinking or the behaviors that we're going to be performing at any particular time in our day for specific occasions, right? So a plan for during the week, a plan during the holidays, a plan during birthday parties or weekends out with friends or after long hard days at work or if you're PMSing, whatever the thing If you're a person who's decided you want to weigh a particular number, you want to be in a specific state of health, there's going to be things that are required of you. There will be a three-step process to be able to successfully implement, to be able to successfully overcome and achieve these particular results in your life. The first will be deciding upon a plan that accounts for life's variables which will eliminate you having to make decisions in the moment. So second, 
is being willing to recognize and respond to the thoughts that arise as your toddler brain inevitably 100% of the time has its little baby temper tantrum when it wants you to indulge in foods that you have decided are not in your food plan. And then finally, step three is the willingness to allow and really breathe into the emotions that are created from your brain having those temper tantrum thoughts. That is going to be the secret weapon that will change your whole experience of weight loss, that will change your whole experience of transitioning into a person who has walked into the space of optimal health. These three steps, they're going to open up a world of possibilities for you as you begin to confidently walk into any of life's challenges, knowing that I've got the tools and I can live into this person that I've wanted to be for years. But then this is where this episode is going to just shift a little. We're going to we're going to pivot and talk a little bit more to some of you out there who struggle doing this in your life. So for many of you out there, there's an added layer of difficulty that few people spend time talking about. And this layer might have been one of the main reasons for why you have stumbled as you've worked to lose weight or that as you've worked to resolve chronic disease. This layer, my friends, is the added fun layer of diet trauma (laughs) that you get to navigate through. Diet trauma has been created in your brain as a way to protect yourself from yourself. So as you have begrudgingly and cruelly tried to lose weight in the past, each time your brain remembers this. Your brain is like building a wall of protection. Each time you've restricted yourself to a certain calorie range of starvation, right? You know, that 800 to 1,000 calorie range that you thought was going to achieve that quick weight loss and then you'd go back to normal, right? Once you've achieved your goal. Check it out. Your brain remembers this behavior. And each time You've only allowed yourself to have this nasty, disgusting BS foods in the name of health. Your brain remembers this behavior too. And each time you have cruelly berated yourself under your breath or out loud or in the mirror for wanting to have that cookie or that glass of wine or for looking at your body and just like talking cruelly to yourself, your brain remembers this too. I want you to think about it like this. Okay, so your brain, the part of your brain that wants to indulge in yummy foods is 100% of the time your toddler brain. But the part of your brain that does not want to indulge in those yummy foods and the part of your brain that wants to lose weight instead is 100% of the time your adult brain. So every single time you've put yourself onto one of these strict and not very nice style diet plans, your adult brain, what it's doing is bullying around that poor little kid part of you that is your toddler brain, that is your hind brain. So I want you to imagine. So imagine this relationship dynamic that would be created between a parent and a child If a couple times a year, that parent decides to ruthlessly starve that child, like for months, 
right? And not only is starvation the thing that this little child is being succumbed to, but there's also verbal abuse that's been going on because maybe just periodic starvation that child could deal with. He's like, eh, well, the rest of the year I eat and sometimes I don't eat and you know what? I can get through this. But that's not really all that we're dealing with here. There's also the verbal abuse that this little kid has to endure prior to the starvation event happening. You know, you, the the toddler's dealing with this verbal abuse that for many of you sounds like you're disgusting. I can't believe you let yourself get to this point. This is gross. I can't even wear any cute clothes anymore. For years, this naive little toddler has been enduring this parenting cycle of verbal abuse followed by cruel starvation or harsh, disgusting restrictions that are never kind and never realistic. And then after years and years and years of this behavior, now this child is beginning to anticipate this cycle in an attempt at survival and self-preservation. Your toddler brain's like, oh my God, crap, this is the part when I'm going to starve for at least a week, if not a month. So I better find food and I better find it quick because if I'm going to make it through this again, I need calories now. And then of course, the adult brain notices this behavior because the toddler can't do anything without the adult noticing, right? And then now it terms it as self-sabotage, right? Why am I self-sabotaging myself? Why am I trying to find all this quick, you know, carby type foods when I really want to lose weight and go on a diet? And then this self-sabotage, you then use this behavior as more evidence to then berate and verbally abuse the toddler even more. But I want to keep this analogy going, okay? So imagine that this relationship dynamic goes on for 15, 20, 30 Dude, for some of you, 40 years. This cycle of physical and verbal abuse paired with the childlike attempts at self-preservation, what that's going to happen is that then one day, then maybe the parent grows up, okay? You've had years and years and years of this, this same cycle, verbal abuse, starvation, gain weight back, repeat, right? And then maybe one day, this parent grows up a little and learns how to use more of a kind and gentle parenting technique to get the results that she wants. Maybe she finally starts to use techniques that I teach within this podcast. (laughs) She begins to actually listen to that child instead of just berating her all the time. She tries to set loving boundaries instead of just begrudgingly and cruelly use anger and abuse. Maybe she begins to question the child's opinion and gently redirects her towards more appropriate behaviors. But this child, unfortunately, has been in a pattern of abuse for decades. So all this child knows is, crap, we're dieting again. I better look for a dense and easy source of calories or I'm going to starve to death. This child is shying away from the scenarios that arise during the day because of the verbal abuse that she knows is coming. 
She doesn't trust that this new parenting style's here to stay. So what she's going to do is resort to these old learned behaviors that probably saved her in the past as she's gone through these cycles of dieting trauma that she's endured. And this, my friends, is what's happening in your brain. Because over the years, your parenting style, your this, the, the techniques you've used to lose weight or be healthier, they probably haven't been very mature or kind or loving. And I do want to point this out, though, is that they're probably of no fault of your own. You just didn't know any better. Because diet culture and weight loss gurus and all of these different methods to lose weight at every opportunity They're using these more controlling and negative and dictator style methods to lose weight. So if you're not holding to a particular calorie range, you're failing. If you don't eat these certain foods at these certain times, then you're a failure. You'll never lose weight. If you can't stop eating sugar 100% of the time, you fail. You'll never succeed. Diet culture promotes bad parenting of your toddler brain. And I say brain, brain, and I say right now today it's time to stop. But once you stop, friends, don't be surprised or mad when your toddler brain doesn't believe you. Expect that your brain is going to seek sweets in excess even, right? As it tries to save you from the starvation when you begin following your next food plan. Even a conscious food plan that's so well thought up and so kind. Don't be surprised when your brain seeks sweets, seeks excess. Don't be surprised when you start a fast and your brain immediately can't stop thinking about McDonald's fries or a milkshake or things that you never eat anyway. All of a sudden, that's the only thing that you have urges and desires for. You're going to have urges and desires for things that are not on your food plan. And they're going to be incredibly intense. This diet trauma that you have will take some time to dissipate. And for some of you, it might not even ever go away. And this, for some of you, might make following even a kind and well-developed food plan quite a bit more challenging. But remember, diet trauma for all of you, whether it's powerful or whether it's a little bit more mild, diet trauma for you is just a circumstance. It is neutral. It isn't something that you're choosing to have. You just have it. It's not going anywhere. You don't want it to be there. You don't ask for it. It just is. So I want to challenge each of you to choose what you want to think when you inevitably have thoughts pop up that alludes to the diet trauma scars that you have within. For me, I like to respond to my brain with kindness, the kindness of a loving parent, because I agree with my brain that some of the past behaviors that I've done to lose weight, they haven't been very nice. I agree with my brain that we really want that cookie (laughs) because especially in the holidays, like, oh my God, the cookies right now are amazing. 
And the chips at the party are something that I really do want. And I really want that second glass of wine. But then what I choose to do in those moments is I also remind my brain that we can. We can have the chips. We can have the cookie. We can have the wine any time we want because we're big girls. We got this, right? But that today we're choosing not to indulge. Today we're just going to see what happens. And maybe tomorrow we're going to reassess if we want to have that particular food, that particular drink, whatever it is. We're going to decide then whether we want to include that on a regular and planned basis. As my brain heals from past diet trauma, I like to consciously lead the conversation in a way that is calm and loving, like a loving parent would soothe a traumatized child. If you are struggling with diet trauma and wanting to get a little bit more of that personalized guidance in this area, I want to invite you, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com, book your free personalized plan with me. The link is in the top right corner of the website. I want to offer to you, you are not alone. I've got you. It's time to get through this series of events, this past traumatic behavior. It's time to get through this for good. Thank you for joining me today. I can't wait to talk to you guys all soon. All right, bye. Hey, change is hard and doing it without professional guidance can make it seem impossible. If you're willing to do the work, I can make your path to longevity straight and strategic. Take the first step, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free consult so we can chat about your unique situation. And please take a second or two and leave me a review. Thank you for your interest in reducing your chronic inflammation and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.